Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, what better way to test my love than to lick it? Does it really taste as bad as they say? Let's find out. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. B-I-G! Ah! Oh, great dogs. Oh, my God, I love dogs. God, I just want to kiss them. I just want to love them. Pervert. Ew. It's not like I have a crush on dogs. Okay. I will admit that the girl dog in a Goofy movie was very pretty. She was a teenager. She was. There were little kids. They were like in middle school in that movie. I don't think so. I no. She was fourteen, maybe. Well, that in dog years is old. I wouldn't listen to it. I want you in a grave. And now, I've had friends call me while I was listening to it. And they was like, Hold on, what are you listening to? Our feature presentation. What's up, my friends? Welcome into yet another all-new Kevin and Bean show, this time for a Thursday, the 13th of September. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. Hey, Jensen Carp. Oh, hello, friends. What? Yeah, back in it. Back again. You're not my real dad. I. You know what? <laughs> I have bad news for you. Oh, no. <laughs> I am your father. Oh, today's yeah. the day math you release it all. Math doesn't work on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. No sort of logic with it. But guess what? Bean, I'm your pops. Well, my mom has some splaining to do then. That's uh, for sure. That she does. How is everybody? Good. Um, I am uh, terrified for this uh, this hurricane, by the way. You know, I, I am in, I'm very tuned into weather, as you know. It's mm-hmm. it's one of the uh, one of the aspects of uh, Asperger's. I, even though I don't have the Asperger's, I do share right. 99% of the symptoms with those who do have Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, I and felt w- very Norm MacDonald at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I uh, you probably haven't heard the conversations we've had over the years, but I refuse to accept that I have it. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I just don't think I do. Yet, for some reason, all the things that people with Asperger's have, I have. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, two and two. But one of the things is we're obsessed with maps and we're obsessed with weather. And I cannot stop watching the coverage of the hurricane and I am horrified by how bad it could be. Horrified. Especially seeing how Puerto Rico went mm-hmm. and seeing the uh, the uh, FEMA response. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this is going to be, God forbid, another Katrina. You know what I, I mean? I thought they've downgraded it twice they now. They have. It went from a it went from a five to a four to a three. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which is great news, right? But it they don't know what it's going to do as it gets closer. They don't know what it's going to do when it hits land. They don't know what it's going to you know how long if it's going to be one of those. I mean, they're talking about thirty five inches of rain. They're talking about storm surges, even mm-hmm. with the hurricane, even with it at a three. They're talking about storm surges of thirteen to fifteen feet of seawater. 
Imagine what that does to a, an entire coastline, and it's over a tremendous area. You know of what, the Carolinas? I, I'll tell you, I'm I could I'm pretty confident that Trump has the emergency system set up right. I mean, we don't have any fear about that. that no, maybe, we're good. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think, think it's fine. Uh, he didn't move money from FEMA yeah, over to ICE. Ten million. Yeah, no, it's yeah, fine. We're good. I just I'm just real nervous about uh, about those people there, and especially the dumbasses that you see on the news. They were interviewing them last night, riding it out. I'm going to ride it out. I've yeah. been through lots of hurricanes before, and the, and the governors are going, "Look, we can't come after you." Yeah, I saw a reporter saying that cops are knocking on doors and saying, "Okay, we just need your names for next of kin because mm-hmm. this is a death notice." Right? Yeah, now. and they make you put like your name and phone number yeah. on your arm. Yeah. Anytime, yes. anytime anyone makes you do that, just call the uh, day. Yeah, go somewhere. Yeah, leave. And the Outer Banks. I mean, they literally are closing the bridge. To, if you wanted to go after eight o'clock last night, you couldn't yeah. because they closed the bridge. They said no more. If you haven't left by now, you're stuck here, and if, we can't come after you. If you have a way to get out, if you have the means and the money, the transportation, and you don't, that's not. It's on you. But you, you've got to feel for the people, the older people in those communities yeah. that don't have access to cars, the poor people in those communities, no access Absolutely. to cars, the homeless population. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, usually they line up. I mean, I I know mo- mostly about Katrina. That's the storm I know the most about and what went wrong there. And in New Orleans, there were 100,000 people who were either too poor, couldn't afford it, couldn't buy gas, didn't have right. transportation, who couldn't leave, yeah. for instance, during that storm. And, uh, they you know, they arranged a ton of buses and things like that, but it just it doesn't hit everybody. And, uh, I mean, they talked about a million people evacuating there in the Outer Banks. But I just, you know, knock on wood, it's going to end up being, you know, much ado about nothing. But yeah. I'm, I'm actually, like, I don't have enough anxiety. I'm actually <laughs> no. anxious about this storm. When, do, when do they think, to, to, like, uh... I think today's the Carolinas, right? Okay. Yep. Two, two o'clock this afternoon. Look, I think he's got a countdown, this right? Guy. Yeah. Oh no, he, you'll you'll learn <laughs> maps, weather. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't like it is what I'm telling you guys. Okay. But let me tell you what I do like if we have time for the thing. I love this story. Uh, Chip or Allie or somebody, bring up the uh, photograph that I tweeted out first thing this morning. Or at Kevin and Bean, they retweeted me to start the show today. This is an unbelievable photograph of the skull of a 10-year-old Missouri boy. All right? Okay. His name is Xavier Cunningham. This would only be funny if we heard sirens in the background. <laughs> He's like, this boy <laughs> trespassed in my house, and now I have his skull. No, no, no. It's an x-ray of his skull. His skull is oh, still intact in his okay. head. I probably should have clarified that. So Xavier Cunningham. Somebody look at the photo. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, we just saw it. It's an unbelievable photo, right? Yeah. All right. So he's climbing a tree on Saturday afternoon when he gets attacked by wasps, actually uh, yellow jackets. So uh, he's in Harrisonville, Missouri, about 35 miles south of Kansas City, and he gets attacked by all these bees. And he falls to the ground and starts to scream. His mom runs out, and she realizes he's not only screaming about being attacked by bees, but he somehow landed on the ground on a meat skewer. <laughs> His, oh. How is there a meat skewer laying on the ground 
in an upward position where you can fall on it. His family loves shish kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this the alternate ending to My Girl? <laughs> he can't a... see without his glasses. That's a great reference. Poor Macaulay Culkin. Oh, nice pull. Yeah. Thank you. His, his skull was pierced oh from front God. to back with a half a foot of skewer sticking out of his face. Nope. He screams. His mom runs out. He says, I'm dying, Mom. They rush him to the hospital. He's eventually transferred to the University of Kansas Hospital, where they have an endovascular neurosurgery director there who evaluated the wound. Remarkably, he said, you couldn't draw it up any better. It was a one in a million chance that it would pass five or six inches through the front of his face to the back and not hit anything dangerous. I can't imagine the mom is ever going to see this boy's face again and not think of the shish kebab. Nothing. Like it, oh, that like, was a good pork. But you, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Like you gotta, you can't not see that. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Like you it does. Like from that point on, your son had this traumatic thing. I mean, I right. would be like. Every day I'd wake up and go, it seems like it's a pre- Oh, no, my son had a thing right. through his face. Like, you, it would remind, I yeah. remember every day. They're all yep. vegans now. <laughs> um, the skewer completely missed his eyes, his brain, his spinal cord, and his major blood vessels. Whoa. That's oh, a lot of dodging if you're sticking something all the way through. And by the way, you, as you see in this x-ray, it came out the back of his head. I mean, this isn't, uh, this isn't two inches in. This went all the way through his head. Like there was also no bleeding, which allowed the hospital to get personnel in place for removal surgery. And uh, the skewer wasn't round, though. It was square with sharp edges, so it had to come out perfectly straight. Twisting it could cause uh, additional severe injuries, but they were able to remove it with no damage. He will recover completely. Oh, my God. I'm sure he's going to have some trauma, especially around the 4th of July. (laughs) (laughs) No s'mores for Xavier. He's never had a s'more. People people are like, uh, do you know uh, we have a 4th of July? Oh, Johnny's over there. That's right. Don't bring up the barbecue. I've he never, never listens to Marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything pass to that depth in a situation that was survivable, let alone one where we think we recovery will be near complete, if not complete. Wow. So this kid needs to buy a lottery ticket or something because that is about the luckiest medical experience I have ever heard of somebody having. How old is he? He is 10. Yeah, he shouldn't buy a lottery ticket because he can't claim the winnings, so... Well, that seems very technical. He's survived death. I mean, and now... I'm, just, I'm just letting the family know I don't want another heartache. Okay. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. That's a good point. Let's uh, talk about today's all-new Kevin Beach show, shall we? Baby, you do not have to do this. It doesn't have to be this way. You are a talented, intelligent, and hardworking black man. You could do so much more. I'm just doing the best I can, ma'am. We have a, a great show planned for you today, including Allie's boyfriend, Paul <gasps> Feig, Love who's going to be joining us next hour. He's got a new film, uh, which is very different, it looks like, from other things he's done, called A Simple Favor in theaters this weekend. But we just love talking to Paul. He's the best. He's you also know, the, the best-dressed man in Hollywood. Too. Oh, I know. He dresses very Snappy. dapper. Mm-hmm. I will say, I want to bring up, there's a very funny picture of Kanye West uh, mm-hmm. meeting Steven Spielberg. Yes. And Kanye tweeted it, and then he said, I had to talk to him about Ready Player One, which is super <laughs> funny, because like, if you met Steven Spielberg, that's the last thing that right. you want to talk to right. him about. But uh, Paul Feig, in the background, yes. it's a very funny face he's making. He's sitting next to Blake Lively and Anna Wintour, correct? Yeah. It's very, Insane. We should, we should talk to him about yeah. it. Oh, his yeah. Face, his face is very like, yeah! Yeah, like he's, <laughs> like he's almost like kicking it up. We'll bring it up. We'll show him. Yeah. 
Uh, birthday parties mm. gone wrong. Did you have your special day come and go and it was a disaster? Maybe you got attacked by wasps or you fell out to a meat skewer. Maybe it was something not quite as bad as that. But what went wrong? to a pinball place. Oh, yes. God. That's Still coming up here. You know, all right, fine enough. All right. What went wrong on your birthday we want to hear about? We also have some tape on the 45-year-old man. We talked about him uh, last year, I think. He was born without a penis. And doctors managed to build one for him out of spare parts on his body. And he has now had the um, surgery. Hold. Yes. Does our body have spare parts? Well, I mean, it has parts that you can do without because they can scrape them off and use them to create a penis. So, uh, Allie, there's still hope for you. That's what I was asking. Like, I, how do I get me one? I have a bad feeling that they used a meat skewer. Oh, no. <laughs> He has now had the surgery, he has now recovered, and he has had sex for the first time. So we've got all of that uh, tape for you today. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Uh-oh. Wait for it. Oh. That's a real noise! Oh Shenton's never heard it! Unbel- did you so just sorry. Did you just choke a cat? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was that's unbelievable. That's how and you I wonder how they're sneezed. the longest-running radio show in Los Angeles. <laughs> then you hear something like that, and you go, oh, clearly, that's why. Obviously. Unbelievable. I, uh, for decades, by the way, put the mic down when I sneezed. And then oh, one, time it, one time it happened so fast that it went on the air, and now uh, Kevin and everybody always insists that I just let it fly. You know what I heard? I heard that this place was called just K-Rock, and then mm-hmm. he sneezed, and it became world-famous K-Rock. Right. So that makes that's sense. Well, fine. I can't take mm-hmm. all the credit, but thank you. Uh Thursdays mean get up on this with Jensen Kerb. He'll yes, introduce yes. us to something or someone new that we don't know about. That happens just after 7. At 8 o'clock this morning, R.J. Bell in Las Vegas from pregame.com. He's got the week two lines for the NFL. Help us make some money. Uh, Apple had their big iPhone and iWatch announcement yesterday. A lot of information to unpack there. Ashley Escada from CNET is going to walk us through it on the program today. If we have time, we got animal stories and Dr. Drew Pinsky as well with his weekly visit. That's a... That's a lot of show, you guys. Yes. Packed up. And it's all coming up. Allie gets us started with what's happening right after this on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. You guys, uh, I'm going to introduce you to Andrew Wardle. He uh, has had a lot going on in his life. He was born with his bladder on the outside of his body. Wow. Which is a very rare condition. And over the, his lifetime, he has had almost 100 surgeries between his bladder and his kidney problems that he's had. And none of that is the worst of his problems because he was also born without a penis. Now, (laughs) that is a one in 20 million person abnormality. That's very lucky then. (laughs) That's one way to look at it. One of a kind. And if you want want the mental image, he he does have testicles, but no penis. No. Yes. One in 20 million abnormality. Allie and I both, we just changed our entire (laughs) visual of it. (laughs) You watched our faces go, oh. (laughs) (laughs) He uh, recently, though, had a 10-hour operation where they created a penis out of parts of his arm and his butt. One hour per inch or what? Uh, Doesn't say. That's a good question, although we will get into the size of the thing in a minute here. And uh, he had a an erection, a painful erection for days after the surgery. Wow! That he just had to just live through this, as Courtney said. And then he had to wait like six weeks. And then finally, recently, he was able to lose his virginity at forty five with his longtime girlfriend Fedra. And I'm happy to say that everything went great. So were you he, there? What? 
Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's, uh, he's giving interviews. He, As you can imagine, it was a very tough uh, going for him as a young man. I mean, he always tried to hide what he changed, you know, in the in the locker room and whatnot. Anytime he got involved with a woman, he either had to pretend to be, I mean, he I guess he acted as a gentleman and just never got to that point where they would see it. And then if, and if it got uh, the relationship got serious enough, he would break the news to them. And oftentimes it was not received well that he didn't have a penis. Including, you know, being slapped in the face by people, to have, having been led on by him not having a willy, as they say in, in Britain. Uh, he co- contemplated suicide at some times because of his condition, as you can imagine. But then he met his girlfriend, Fedra, with whom he has been together for six years, by the way. She didn't know until a year into the relationship that he had no penis. She found out about That's it. That's the story, by the way. Come on. <laughs> she found out about it when he did an interview on television in 2013. That's when she found out the man she'd been dating for a year had no penis. I mean, what was he? He was doing the religious angle? Uh, he was doing the uh, I'm a gentleman, I want to wait till I get married angle. Uh... So he meets Fedra, and this is where we pick up his story in his own words. When I met Fedra, she kind of adjusted her way of thinking. And if it weren't for her, I wouldn't have been on this journey. I think she kind of saved me. Normally, this surgery, it's like three operations of surgery. And because of all the other operations that's led up to it, he said it's by, by far easy in the world. He, he put it down as a million-dollar penis. That's actually my bum. That's the hair. That, that's basically... They took it, they gave me a bum lift. So he's talking about where the where the skin came from, from his bum, as he mm-hmm. says, and from his arm. And by the way, the noise in the background, he is in the hospital bed after the surgery. This is the first interview that he gave after the surgery. And then we'll hear some uh, an interview of him after having sex. And that's actually my, my, my bottom. So my, my bum's really tight there. And they move that onto there and they move my arm where my penis is. And they built a penis out of it. They, they can make it bigger by putting two pumps in at one pump. Okay, so he has a pump system. He presses a button, and it fills up with, like, I don't know, some sort of silicone or something like that. Okay. So it doesn't, he doesn't get erections. That was my question. Normally. How is he able to... Okay, all right, he, thank he, you. He, he, yeah, it's a pump system. Okay. Like, uh, like that video game Dig Dug. Remember? Very similar, From the yes. 80s? Uh-huh. <laughs> like that. So Fedra, by the way, is delighted because it doesn't matter if he's tired. It doesn't matter if he's drunk. I mean, he can perform any time just at the push of a button. So now they're discussing how many pumps do you want us to put in there? How big do you want this thing to be? I mean, who has the opportunity to choose their penis size? So they give him some options. And uh, the surgery before, I said, we can put two. I don't don't really, you know, I'm not not a porn star. I just, just, one is fine for me, you know. I've got feeling and everything now. It's completely... It's amazing. He already knew he had feeling and everything, even though he was still in the hospital room and hadn't had a chance to try it yet. How do, how do you have feeling, though? They then put, like, nerve endings? What? Well, because, because this is, I mean, they took, it's his own body. I mean, the but feeling that he would have had in his arm, he now has in his penis because they used that part of his arm to make his penis. But if I put my arm on my head, I wouldn't feel my arm anymore, right? Like, well, I would- I'm... I, I mean, I think they connected the, you know, connected the, uh, the, the, not the veins, but what would they connect? The, like the, nerve endings? Nerves, yeah. I think they connected the nerves and whatnot. So, it's, I mean, it's re- it's remarkable surgery. It costs $65,000, by the way. Wow. Well, I mean, worth it. Then go for the second pump, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, <clears throat> I think having sex for the first time, I think it's more of a big deal for everyone else than me. It, it, it really, it hasn't registered with me. But I'm sure maybe after the... 
I don't think it'll be for at least a month or anything like that. Right, everything set us down, but I'm sure, I'm sure I'll get into it. I'm sure I'll get into it. So it, it turned out to be uh, six weeks uh, until he was finally able to use it. And now here's the post-coital interview after sex. He's sitting uh, with Fedra, and they're talking about using the penis for the first time. And they built it, I thought. It's, it's big, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Big. It's, 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 I'm shocked. Ridiculous. All right. I don't understand why this is the trend. Listen to this. When they mentioned it to me, I'm very suspicious about it. It's going to be horrendous. Yes. But it's amazing. Why is Bobby McFerrin singing in the background? I mean, seriously, why don't, do they do that? Don't worry. We built your penis. <laughs> we, we always talk about it when we play like the Inside Edition clips. It always sounds like they're in a disco. But yeah. this is even worse. I always... Fedra. Fedra and the fake penis. I love some scatting after sex. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We're going to find out how it, how it all works here in a second. Yeah, kind of inflated, if you like. Uh, but it looks, it feels, everything else is absolutely normal about it. Yeah. yeah. Get down. Nothing so sexy like a gospel brush. But the pleasure part was there anyway. So we just extended that part. He loves me. He finds me attractive. So we did done everything else which we was able to <laughs> in the morning before we went yeah, it's weird because normally it's the other way around All right, so he's talking it? about the first but, time they decided to have sex they were planning on a romantic trip to amsterdam to break the thing in but then they thought that would be just too much pressure so they just decided to pump it up one morning a couple days before they left and go for it but i, I was really afraid oh my god you know is it hurts is it, and, and he was like literally just shut it just Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. I'm trying to use my penis for the Jesus. first time. Jesus. So how about he and Fedra, by the way, who had that relationship for six years, and now she has a guy with an enormous penis that she's already in a relationship and with. Let's be honest. For six years, he was real good at something else. Yep, so he was. she wins. They're so. my new Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. <laughs> Are they? Yeah, they're like nice. my new favorite couple. Well, congratulations, <laughs> Biotic Man. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. First, though, Allie's What's Happening is on the air. You know, let's get to know Jensen for a sec. Okay. Are you one of those people that needs the newest, the greatest? Like, the new iPhone comes out, do you need it immediately? Not really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd rather eat. Okay, you know yeah. What I mean? Like, I'd rather yeah. be able to afford food. Right. But then maybe a couple down from that, mm -hmm. like, be able to pay the heat. Right. And a mortgage. Okay. And, and then, then maybe feed my pets. Right. And then maybe an iPhone. Okay. Yeah. We're on the same page because I'll let it go to three generations. Not I, I've still got the 6S, uh, Allie. Oh, I finally upgraded to the uh, X. 10. Oh, the that's, that's pretty strong. Yeah, that, fancy. No, it was yeah. huge, but I went from like, I think the first, yeah, the yeah. first one. Yeah. They were like, you sure you're ready for all this? I'm yeah. like, I don't know. What like, should you do? You brought in the uh, the iPod, the clicks. Exactly. <laughs> and you're exactly. Like, Here, trade this in. But other than that, yeah, I never, I have an old MacBook Pro. I just, it doesn't even use the same jacks that the the new ones use. I, I mean, it doesn't even get on the internet. That's how rarely, old that computer rarely, is. Rarely, but that's yeah, a whole actually, other it's issue. crazy. There's a bird on top of it, and it's typing for her. It's like a Flintstones thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was just curious about you. No, All right. not that way. Good stuff. Um, well, one of the last times Jensen was here, we did an interview with Mark Wahlberg, and oh. it... Uh, 
did not go well. It was awesome yeah. to listen to because he wasn't quite uh, he wasn't quite getting your no. jokes because it well, was you guys were invited. Yeah, he was on to promote Mile Twenty Two, and you you I asked... asked him if I had to have seen Mile Twenty One to understand Mile Twenty Two. Yeah. Then when he just no sold me, no, and went uh, no, there's mm-hmm. no movie called Mile Twenty One. I then doubled down. Yeah, you did. And I said, well, is it the same cinematic universe as Eight Mile? And then he just said no. <laughs> And we, that was it. And I then had tears. We moved on. It was, it was phenomenal is all I'm saying. Yeah. And I loved it. Congrats. So I'm not sure if you saw the latest Mark Wahlberg story that came out. Yeah. He was under an intense regimen taking place in preparation for that role on Mile 22. So he was answering fans' questions on Instagram about a typical day for him. And he listed what time he wakes up, what he does. Did you see this? I saw it, and I can't believe the first thing on it. 2.30 a.m., wake up. And for people who work in morning radio to Mm -hmm. be like, that's too much. Yeah, you're insane. (laughs) You're insane. Yeah, then he goes 2.45 a.m. prayer time, 3.15 a.m. breakfast, 3.40 a.m. to 5.15 workout. May I interrupt for one second? Yes. Uh, Is that, I I know he's a a very devout Catholic, Mm -hmm. but is 30 minutes of prayer time? That's a lot to to parcel out, isn't it, each day? Well, he's, he's dedicated 10 minutes to my death. Uh, praying for my downfall. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. yeah. Fair enough. Keep yeah. that in mind. It's probably 20 minutes. Yeah, he All leaves right. Catholicism for the last 20 minutes of Satanism. it and just yeah. goes into the poking of All voodoo right. dolls. So what time was the first workout? Uh, first workout, 3.40 a.m. to 5.15 a.m. Oh, that's oh so long. That's then, a long yeah, time. Insane. Uh, post-workout meal, shower, golf, snack, cryo golf, chamber. Ev- golf every day? Every day. <laughs> every day. I can't believe we didn't get along. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, remember on the call, he told us he wanted to be a pro golfer. That was his dream. Right. Insane. But then he goes on. I won't list the times, but then snack, family time, meetings, work calls, lunch, meetings, work calls, pick up kids at school, snack, workout number two, shower, dinner, family time, bedtime, 7.30 p.m. That's not even the nuttiest part of the story. The nuttiest part of the story is his food intake. Are you ready for this? I am. I start out with steel oats, blueberries, and peanut butter for breakfast. And I'm like, okay, cool, doable. Then I have a protein shake, three turkey burgers, five pieces of sweet potato at about 5.30 a.m. At 8 o'clock, I have 10 turkey meatballs. Then I have a grilled chicken salad with two hard-boiled eggs, olives, avocado, cucumber, tomato, lettuce. This is all before 11 a.m., right? That's literally everything they had at Sizzler. Yes. Yeah. Then at 1 o'clock, I have a New York steak with green peppers. What? At 3.30 p.m., I have grilled chicken with bok choy. 5.30, 6 o'clock, a beautiful piece of halibut or cod or sea bass with some vegetables. Maybe some sautéed potatoes and some more bok choy. And I have a lot of aqua hydrate during the day. That's it. Aqua hydrate, by the way. Aqua hydrate, the water company he owns. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. You guys... I don't know how I don't know how you could live like that or why you would want to. He sounds miserable. Yeah. Come well, on. he was apparently undertaking a 47-day challenge for the role in the film. So I don't know if he's doing all this every day now. I would assume not, but that is crazy. I can't believe he said turkey burgers and not wall burgers on that list. Would have been an outstanding time to get a plug in. Right. That is true. He did go with the aqua hydrate, so why did he not right yeah yeah interesting you guys it's crazy Uh, and i just you know what i don't need to really go at him again because i don't want to but he sounds insufferable 
That really? schedule sounds terrible. Everything sounds... He's the man who made Entourage, which to me is already like, ugh, you gross human. But on top of that, I just am like, your schedule sounds bad. Like, it doesn't sound good. Yeah. It sounds like you're not enjoying life and you're going to tell me you are because you're family, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The fact that you're just like, it's 5 p.m. time for COD. <laughs> like, come on, man. That sounds, it's like, I, I worry about people that are that regimented, that have that much of their day planned out. Because you know if any if he get a, gets a call during that shower time, that's throwing everything off. I love that I have a fiance that at 7 p.m. I could look at her and I go, you want Pinkberry? And she goes, yeah. And nice. we didn't plan it. We didn't write it down. We didn't put it on Instagram. It's no. not involved in my church time. I could just go out there and be like, I want a pink berry. I like it. Thanks. It's real good. It's I'm getting married, so. Yeah, he is, guys. He's yeah. getting married. Yeah. Hey, some birthdays for you. Niall Horn. Remember him? One Direction? Sure. The one we all forgot in that list yesterday? Uh-huh. Sorry about that. Uh, Fiona Apple. Ben Savage. What's that hey. guy been up to? Hey, right? I just saw him a weekend ago. I thought you did. Yeah, uh, Stella McCartney. What's she uh, wondering about today? Her dad just <laughs> yes having some fun times singing "Come Together," and Tyler Perry. And that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. First, though, every Thursday about this time, we welcome our good friend Jensen Carp to the studio. It's time for Get Up on This. Get up. All right, you guys, Asian August may be over. We know that it was a huge month for uh, Asian uh, culture being put mm-hmm. into the mainstream with mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asia- Asians and uh, Searching. Mm-hmm. Right. Those were two big movie hits that came out and sort of uh, shined a light on actor- actors that have been around. Mm-hmm. It's You don't really see a lot of representation in media. Sure. But I'm going to push it into September. Because I want to get you guys up on 88 Rising. It is a uh, group uh, that was founded in 2015 by a guy named Sean Miyashiro. And it's a company that focuses on music management and overall media. And its mission statement is to further Asian and uh, immigrant representation in hip-hop. Specifically, oh, okay. and they released their first compilation album in July, and that album is called "Head in the Clouds." Seventeen songs from musicians uh, from eight different countries that include Japan, China, South Korea, Indonesia. There is technically one uh, guy uh, from from Los Angeles, August eight, but the roster's August eight: Joji, Keith Ape, Nikki, Higher Brothers. These are all different musicians from Asian countries, mm-hmm. uh, and then one that's sort of already found a little bit of mainstream success named Rich Brian. Uh, and and something that's important about all of these artists is that English is not their first language. Oh wow! Specifically, Rich Brian learned English only a couple of years ago through YouTube tutorials. No, yeah, that's that's how we learned. Same uh, same with our Kevin here on the Kevin and Bean Show, by the way. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Actually, uh, excited for his hip hop record. Uh, and one of the things about uh, Eighty Eight Rising that I'm getting you up on, other than it's, it's a great album, and, and I'm going to play some clips from from the record, is that you have to understand how much hip hop is being translated into other countries. Mm-hmm. So much so that these these artists don't really even speak English. That's not their first language. They don't know perfectly. But Crazy. how well they're almost mimicking in a original way based on their own influences and their own upbringings, how they're bringing it into their own world. It's may, I, uh, may I interrupt and remind everybody that almost 50 years ago, there was a group of Swedish singers who didn't speak English. 
or very well speak English, and they b- phonetically sang songs, and that band was ABBA there you at go. the beginning. Exactly. Oh, no. And, well, and I'm saying that 88 Rising is the new ABBA. <laughs> uh, Mamma Mia. Uh, well, listen, this is a good record. It's very fun. It's also kind of a late summer vibe, especially with this first song that we're going to play that's called Midsummer Madness. Last night I lost all my patience You were puffed up I was wasted Midsummer madness I can't take it no more No more Go through And you can hear it. Just feel-good music from people that don't even speak English. That sounds like a smash, by the way. Yeah, it's a smash hit. That song is incredible. And you have to understand, like, this album features uh, 03 Greedo, Playboy Cardi, Goldlink, all names you'll know if you like up-and-coming emerging hip-hop. Mm-hmm. They're sort of completely in the scene now. Wow. And, and, they, uh, and it's for good reason. They're making good music. The second song is called War Paint. It's like pop meets. There's a lot more hip hoppy songs on the album as well. Who is that? That's 88 Rising. That's that's the the, the group. I think that's okay. Nikki singing. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that was on my list for that's my jam. Really? At one at one point. There you go. That's nuts. 88 Rising. <gasps> I think it's hot. It's hot. It's oh. hot. Mm-hmm. It's tight. Yeah. It's a hit, man, and I okay. like it. Right. I'm gonna go get it. Okay. That's a keeper right there. All right. Two, two for two, Jensen. That's all I'm trying to do. And the third one uh, is called Head in the Clouds. Never change, never change There's no compromise The floor is raising, the sky is falling The tides are turning, my eyes are burning Head in the clouds, and I'm not coming down and that's the thing is, you, you know, there's not I mean, much like in TV and movies. We need more representation mm-hmm. of Asian Americans or Asian immigrants, anything like that on in media. ADA Rising is a great example of how hip hop is influencing these different countries and, and they deserve attention. They don't speak English and no. they're singing and rapping in English. And it sounds perfect. It's insane. Is this uh, just your bedroom mixtape? Is that all we're listening to <laughs> no, right now? Because no, I'm definitely I, getting a little bit of that vibe I here. Did, I did Jensen's pick, sexy time I music. Did pick three real hot mixtape jams. <laughs> Uh, for those certain <laughs> moments, but there are just straight up hip hop jams on there. There's there. Uh, I picked sort of the the shiniest three for mm-hmm. K Rock, but there are straight up rap songs. Um, All right. What's it called again, and where can people find it? Okay, it's eighty eight rising. That's the name of the group. The album is called Head in the Clouds. You can get it anywhere music is Spotify, uh, iTunes, anything you use. But more importantly, if you're in Los Angeles, they have a touring festival uh, because that's kind of a it's a big deal that these these musicians are in a- Asians and hip hop. Like yeah. that doesn't happen if you've been waiting to be spoken to as an Asian yourself, this is a big moment in hip-hop for these guys to come out. They have their own touring festival. It comes to Los Angeles September 22nd. It's at the Los Angeles Historic Park. You can see all the artists, August 08, Keith Ape, Rich Bryan, uh, Higher Brothers, all of them. They'll be at the festival. 
Fantastic. Awesome. Thank yeah. you, Jensen. 1-800-520-1067. We're looking for your birthday disasters. We'll talk to you next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So Beer Mug's birthday is tomorrow. First day. It's my candle blowing birthday. Sing it, GMC folks, show. Right? He's the best. <laughs> Jensen, how old do you think uh, Muggs is going to be tomorrow? Because I'm looking at him and I'm guessing around 55. <laughs> oh, that was, uh, you're being kind. I was thinking <laughs> oh. 67. So. Well, don't let the receding hairline fool you guys. I'm going to be 35 on Friday. 35 years old. Yes. It's a yes. big age. It is a big age. It is a big age. Thank you, Allie. Uh-huh. And I've, I've been experiencing a midlife crisis already. Which means I'm only going to live to be 70, which is oh, kind of upsetting. That My is kind of a shame. Great, is it? That, it that's, kind, that's where I feel like I kind of bowing out. 70, 70? feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you? Yeah. <laughs> I lived enough. Mugs, uh, what do you, are you a, a big birthday person? The reason I ask that is because Kevin and I both ig- completely ignore our birthdays. Like, no interest whatsoever. It is not at all a special day. We don't do anything. We don't care about it. That's how I feel. How about you? What's your uh, what's your birthday vibe? Being that I get anxiety when there's events centered around me, I I could do without them. Mm-hmm. I could just go out to dinner to my favorite restaurant mm-hmm. and just be good. I don't need a right. bunch of people coming. Hey, you know, yeah. making a big deal out of and it. And Sue Plantation will always welcome you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. He loves it. So, so we're taking calls at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven to make mugs feel bad about however the day goes tomorrow. What's the worst thing that ever happened to you on your birthday? And why don't we start with uh, where's our heart attack? Uh, line three, I want to say this is going to be Chris in Long Beach. I kind of oh, yeah. spoiled it for everybody, Chris. But how? Tell us about this: a heart attack on your birthday? Which one? How old were you? I was thirty five. Oh, 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 hey, oh, Muggs, what a what a coincidence! So much for midlife crisis. This is going to be my end of life crisis. Yeah. Oh, no. So what? I mean, had you had health problems prior? Uh, not too much. No, the, the thing that makes this kind of weird is or weirder is that my son and I have the same birthday, and mm-hmm. he was three, and I went out diving with like three of my friends scuba diving. And uh, we came up, and they're like, oh, that was awesome. That was so great. I'm just, like, gasping for air, like, trying to tell them something's wrong, you know? And, I mean, still on the beach, kind of all fours, panning-type stuff. And, uh, yeah, so we tried to get my gear off, and I just, right then, it just goes black. I remember unzipping my my gear and then waking up in a hospital later with, you know, like, four broken ribs. And I said, do you know what happened? And I'm like, evidently not. 
Whoa. Jeez. That's like a James Cameron movie having a heart attack while scuba diving. Seriously. Yeah. And at only 35, did they find out that you had a bunch of blockages in there or what? There was one there was one main block and way in the back, but it's part of your biggest part of your heart uh-huh. in your ventricle area. So, yeah, they found it that it was it, but it um, it was just like one of those stent kind of things. And then, you know, follow been, me up in three days, follow me up in three months. And then, yeah, been, if you have anything else, I'm in. You've been okay since then? So far, yeah. You've been okay. scuba diving since? Uh, no. Yeah, uh, I found the real crux here. Well, we have this yeah. is an intervention. We want you to go scuba diving again. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you're okay, man. That is uh that's a wake up call at 35. That's for sure. Thank you for the call, sir. We really appreciate it. Mugs heart I'm, attack on his 35th. I'm uh, I have something to uh, live up to now. I guess. Why yes. did we? Why no. do we even put that out there in the universe? <laughs> Someone's not falling asleep tonight. <laughs> nope. All right. Let's go to Sierra. She's on line nine. She's calling us from Silmar. Sierra, you have had some bad birthdays. Am I right? Uh, yes. What uh, happened? So, um, on my birthday a couple of years ago, um, my grandpa ended up, ended up dying of cancer. Well, and... well that kind of kills the party that night. It was at his uh, house. Yeah, um, it was first thing in the morning, and it was his third time uh, battling cancer. Oh. And I, I said, bye, I'm going to work. And then a few hours later, I got a phone call like, hey, you need to come back home um, because we have to start calling all these people, let them know that he died. Oh, my oh, God. So, okay. so happy birthday, Sierra. But at least that was the only bad birthday you had, right? Uh, no. So, well, actually, for me, yes, but for my mom... Um, a couple years after she moved to California, after uh, marrying my dad, uh, the Northridge earthquake hit on her birthday. Oh, oh man. Dear. Again, not fun. But any mm-hmm. any day of tragedy that ever happens, some somebody, a lot of people have a birthday that day. And that's the association yep. they'll always have. So nothing you can do about it. All right. Thank you for the call, Sierra. We appreciate it very much. Let's do one more before the break. Man, we have so many people here, Mugs, who have been through... Much worse than anything that will happen to you tomorrow. Oh, you don't know that. <laughs> let's try uh, Marissa. Let's try Marissa Topanga, please. Uh, line eight up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Marissa, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for calling. What happened? Uh, my twenty-first birthday. My best friend, who had very little money, took me to uh, a restaurant. I had half of a drink because I was a lightweight and ended up totaling my brand new car. Oh! <laughs> you weren't even drunk yeah. or anything. You had half a drink. No! Half no. a drink, though? As I mean, a 21-year-old, you don't drink. You're a lightweight. You were drunk. I guess. Oh, you think yeah. it's like no, ever? God, would she no, do Everclear? No, no, <laughs> It was half of a, of a shot and she pushed me and pushed me and I said, fine. Okay, so, but, yeah. I, but I'm going to say in, in the defense of Allie's argument, what happened to you after you had that half a drink where you're claiming you weren't drunk? You totaled your car. What? Okay, I didn't. Okay, I didn't hit anything. I got hit. Granted, I was crossing a runway, a, a one-way street, and oh, it was I, my fault. I was going the wrong way in a one-way street. I been it said was I'm clearly going ninety miles per hour. Not my fault. It wasn't my burrito. car. It wasn't my car. I was actually yeah. outside of it and driving yeah. it. I had a brick on the gas, but it was yeah. not my fault. <laughs> Marissa, you are awesome. We appreciate the call. 1-800-520-1067. Let's keep the party going, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Let's take some more. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock.
We're uh, cheering up Beer Mug because his 35th birthday is tomorrow by hearing your stories of birthday disasters on the Kevin and Bean Show. Play some Green Day right after we catch up with Travis. He's on line six, and he joins us from Irvine. Travis, you had not one, not two, but three bad birthdays? Yeah, on my uh, 10th birthday, my parents had a big birthday party for me, but uh, sadly the tornado sirens started going off, and there was a tornado right in our town. So we spent my birthday in the basement underneath the stairwell. Oh. Where, where, where'd you grow up? Uh, northern Wisconsin. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So that's your 11th birthday. Then flash forward to uh, when? That, that was my 10th birthday. Flash forward to my 11th birthday. I was in the Boy Scouts. I was at a summer camp, and a tornado ripped through our summer camp. Oh See, gosh. this is what happens when you're born during a tornado season, I guess. All right, but that was the last bad thing that ever happened to you. Unfortunately not. My 21st birthday was in Iraq. Why'd you go to Iraq for a birthday? Yeah, that seems like a weird place for a vacation. Destination birthday? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those uh, Uncle Sam voluntary. Oh, got uh, it, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, <laughs> but, that, that adds up. Oh, but if man. there's a bright side, Travis, no tornado anywhere to be seen, right? <laughs> no tornado, but there was some type of uh, um, uh, a silver lining with it. Being my 21st birthday, my sergeant bought me a bottle of Smirnoff. Oh. Nice. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we had nothing to mix it with, so we just dropped a bunch of Crystal Light packets on it and drank it like that. Now and, you're speaking uh, ended my up language. Being the, <laughs> yeah. Eric, the worst hangover of my life. Yeah. And plus, you had all those guys shooting at you, too. All right. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it, Travis. Happy a belated birthday. We're just making Beer Mug's whole day. His birthday is tomorrow. We're talking to people about their birthday disasters. Were you guys expecting so many terrible no. things to happen on people's birthdays? And so varied. Yes. Yeah. Yes. One what guy a... moved all the way to Iraq to stay away from tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, so weird. And then it even got worse for him. <laughs> a lot of things can go wrong on your special day. So let's uh, squeeze in a few more calls, and we'll start in La Mirada Line 3. This is going to be Cindy. We appreciate you calling. We appreciate you holding on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? And I understand Aloha is in order for you. <laughs> Aloha was a disaster. So I had it planned for about nine months. I had never been. Um, three of my colleagues from work went, my now ex-boyfriend went, and on my birthday, um, we were out running running around and was told that our company shut down. All of our phones started ringing at once, and we were told that the company shut down. That so we you're, on, you're on vacation for your birthday in Hawaii, having a great time, and you find out you now are unemployed. I'm now unemployed, so do I... Do I drink my, my sorrows away or do I not spend money? Yeah. I drink. Yeah, you do and, the right thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, I actually, one of the reasons I went to the island was to visit a friend that I worked with who was very sick. He ended up passing away on my birthday. Oh, oh my gosh. And, and then I was told, um, Actually, I got a phone call that my dog had died while I was. All right. Oh, okay. yeah, this is this, okay. now. I'm just crying. This, this is, is too much. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw this <laughs> film on my side. Yeah, it was absolutely horrible. And then my 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 boyfriend and I ended up getting into a huge fight, and he didn't attend our our luau dinner, and I just ended up drinking away my furrows. Cindy. Oh, Look, there's a silver lining to all of this. At <laughs> least you were in paradise, Cindy. And paradise. you didn't have to buy dog food. Oh. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't know where that 
came oh. from that is not me. Come on. That is not me, Cindy. Come on. I'm sorry. I apologize for my friend, Cindy, oh. but thank you for calling. Wow. Why did I know. say that? I don't know. That I was hope. awful. Who am I? That was I, awful. I hope Sid, all of Cindy's future birthdays are way better. All right, Bugs, who's your favorite? Chip, Chip. We, is... got, we got to talk to uh, Aaron, Aaron, right? Aaron, Aaron, high five. Aaron in the Valley Village. We appreciate you calling the Kevin Abid Show. Beer Bugs' birthday is tomorrow. Tell us about the worst birthday you ever had. Uh, okay, well, the KKK crashed my birthday party. No, oh, no, that's, that's a Ramones song. Come on. <laughs> The KKK took my birthday away. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> what? Uh, please, ex- please, right please explain. Okay, basically, um, oh, gosh. Okay, I was in college, and there was some sort of a discussion a few weeks before about the KKK being in Southern California. And I said, no, 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 that only happens in the South. We're enlightened. That never happens here. And so somebody gave me an address and said, if you don't believe it, you should come here on this Sunday, and you can check it out. That's a so recruitment, a by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we went there. I went into a really nice area in Pasadena, cul-de-sac, uh, real close to houses. I used to go house party in and go see Van Halen before they hit real big. And I saw this flickering of light over a wall, climbed up on the wall, and there was like 250 KKK guys with like burning crosses. Oh, my gosh, 250. Um, can I, I get, can, were, hold on, can I do a detail here? You crashed yeah. their party. <laughs> Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is that they followed me home, and we, we tried to get out of there. And um, so I, I didn't realize that they had followed me home. But about three weeks later, at my birthday party, a friend of mine comes running down the street going, oh, my God, they found you. And I went, what? And it was one of the people I dragged with me. And they said they were in the full robe, flaming torches, coming down the street, chanting my name, telling me <gasps> oh that my it was day back gosh. And the problem was is that they didn't realize it was my birthday party. It was also a Rocky Horror Picture Show birthday party. I used to perform as Frankenfurter down at Tiffany, the Tiffany down to Hollywood. So I'm in my full sweet transvestite outfit. And uh, all of us were just like completely, we had everything from leather daddies to college professors to legal secretaries to all sorts of students. Wow. I put my dog in a safe place. Oh, I Greg, you have a about. dog. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That poor caller yeah, before. Yeah. At least you have a dog, lady. I understand that all your black friends felt very uncomfortable, but at least you had a sweet dog. I'm so sorry to Cindy, the caller before. This is uh, this is this too is much. A lot. And then this a tornado a hit, yes. and all of the KKK were brought up into the wind, flying away. Thank you for the call, Aaron. You have had a fascinating life. All right, we only have time for one more. Let's make it to Shannon. In and Chino, please, line four on the Kevin Bead Show. Worst birthday ever, Shannon. You're on the air. Good morning. It'd be funny if she's like, one time I was in the KKK and we all bothered this woman came to our party. She used to play a transvestite from Little Shop of, or Little Shop of Horrors from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Anyway, go on. All but right. at least she had a dog. All right, Shannon, you're on the air. Hi. So my 40th birthday was on November 8, 2016. You know oh. what? We share a birthday, lady. Really? Yeah, we do. And boy, was, wasn't that a bummer night? Ever, yes. So that was also the night that Donald Trump was elected president. Okay. Yes. And so my birthday started out great. We're having fun. We're drinking cocktails. And as the night went on, people just got more and more depressed. And everyone finally was just like, can we just go home? Yeah, well, yeah my, my, it was my... We all want to go home. It, yeah, it's my birthday as well. And this year I went out... That year I went out with friends. And uh, on the television in this restaurant, it goes, and now... 
Hillary Clinton is mathematically uh, not able to win the presidency. And as they finish, happy birthday to you. And we looked, we literally looked at the people and we were like, not now. And they just slowly walked back with the cake into the kitchen. Uh, did you celebrate your birthday another day also? I, I had my friends all go back out a week later just so it's out there. I did. I, made, I did a replay. Yeah, just change your birthday. I yeah. think it's time. I think you can legally do that. Yeah. All right. Great to calls, everybody. Mugs, you feel inspired about tomorrow? There is nothing that can happen to me that will be as bad as Cue these the people. tornado! Oh. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Valley's here. Another look at what's happening here on this Thursday. You know I love a list. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that's that's Bean. Um, Forbes has announced their annual list of the highest-paid hip-hop acts. Oh. This oh. is money that they have earned over the last year. So this is not in total. So just over the last year, who do you think has made the it, most money? It's I always have to, the same guy. But let me ask you, I just want to make sure I understand. This mm-hmm. isn't just from rapping. This is from everything, from endorsements, from sure. other business. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to say the same thing I am, Jensen, is it's always Jay-Z, it's, right? No, it's mm-hmm. always Diddy. Mm-hmm. He has uh, dominated the list for oh. three consecutive years. However, not this year. Oh. He came in at number two with a paltry $64 million. Yeah. Oh. So, it's over for him. Sounds sorry like someone that. has to sell a yacht. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, Bean, who would you guess? I mean, I thought Jay-Z was always the winner, but I guess I was wrong. It's Diddy. How about, how did he do? Jay-Z came in at number one. Ah, that makes 76.5 million. So he knocked P. Diddy off his three-year throne by making more money. So congratulations. That's got to be the tour. uh, Yeah, on the run, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. on the run tour. Yeah. And then just being Jay-Z. Plus, he was watching the throne anyway, so he might as well have taken it. Uh, Oh, see what you're doing. Uh, All right. Give me uh, some you more guesses. Guess okay. Uh, Dr. Dre is always a big uh, moneymaker because of the headphones and, and Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He is tied with somebody at the either the number seven or six spot with $35 million. Ugh, Get out of oh, here. Yeah. That's Beat enough, it, kid. That's, get out no, of here. that's nothing yeah. for Dre. Um, we got M on there, obviously. Eminem, number 13 with 13. $23 million. Uh, Jay-Z. What, what, How about what? the most talented rapper in the game, DJ Khaled? Sadly, he's on here at number 11 with a, 27 million. I have a bigger problem with calling him a rapper, but okay. Yeah. Uh, let's, Just the guy that yells his name. Let's say, right. who else would have a good, I'm trying to think, of, a 50 Cent clearly still makes enough money to make this list. He does not. Oh, how sad. I know. What about all of his water? I know. How about uh, Drizzy? Three. Drizzy, are we going to um, call him Drizzy? I'm going to allow it. All right, number four, Drake, 47 million. Okay. How about, uh, I was just going to start asking, back, like, Macklemore, but he can't be on this <laughs> he list. He is not on this oh, list. Thank God. Uh, okay. Uh, who do we have left, guys? I feel like I'm, I'm um, blanking. Kanye West? Ray, Kanye three. Kanye West is number 10 with $27.5 wow. All right, we're missing a bunch of big Kendrick things, Lamar. Though. Number three. Three. 58 okay. million. That so makes sense. you are missing um, a, three of the top top 10. Wow. All right, I'm going to go out on a limb and say a guy who uh, seems to have an empire. I don't really know how he makes his money, but Little Wayne seems to be rich. He seems to be. Uh, he comes in at number 18 with 19 million. Be- yeah, people say mm-hmm. that he's in bad contracts. That's oh. always the thing about okay. him. I see. All right, I think we're just going to yeah. have to defer to the lady, and you have to fill it in for us. Hit it. All right, let's do the top 10. Okay. Uh, Kanye coming in at number 10. Number nine, Future. 
Mm. Number oh. eight, Mr. Worldwide. Oh, another questionable Pitbull. if he's a rapper. Or not, I know. Go on. Yeah. Uh, tied with Dre with thirty-five million is Nas. Wow. I did not see really? that coming. Big year did for Nas. not see that coming. Wow. Number five, J. Cole. Yeah. Thirty-five point five million, and then number four, Drake. Number three, Kendrick Lamar. Number two, you guys said P. Diddy. Number one, Jay Z. By the way, the other people we didn't name in the top twenty. Swizz Beats tied at number 20 with someone named Russ. Yeah, Russ is an independent okay. rapper, yeah. And Meek Mill. They all tied at number 20 wow. with 15 million. Logic, number 19. Lil Wayne, we said at 18, 17. Another Lil, Lil Uzi Vert. Wow, Lil yeah. Uzi Vert's making more money than Swizz Beats. Birdman, coming yeah. in at 16. He owns the label. Number 15, Travis Scott. Sure. Chance, oh, Travis yeah, Scott. Chance the Rapper, 14. Eminem, like we said, at 13. And number 12, I'm sad none of you said this group. Group, huh? Group. This group. Group. <laughs> Migos! Uh, that, that, I, I'm thinking single dude. I'm thinking one person. I don't think oh. that it's a... I'm not looking at S-Corps. You know what I mean? Okay. Um. First of all, no Nikki, no Cardi, first of all. Mm-mm. That is right? crazy. Second of all... Jensen, help me out. I know Nas had an album yeah, out with this Kanye, year. Yeah. Right. What else could he be doing that would make him that kind of dough, like he, making more money than Kanye? He weirdly has a bunch of business ventures. He really does. He he, uh, he has, like, a lot of investments. He's a guy who has, like, a shoe store in okay. Vegas. Uh, he, he's just, like, a guy who has a lot of things going on. I guess so. Yeah, he does. Wow. It's nice to not have to depend on the rap world. You know, so you can take some off years and still make bank. Yeah, he has like I'm I'm looking it up. He has like in, a ventures part. This is for real. Queensbridge Queensbridge Venture Partners firm. So he basically has invested in more than forty different companies, including Amazon. Uh, he's part of a one point two million. Uh, sorry, one point two billion dollar investment venture deal. Good God, that? yes, nice. Right? Living it up. Maybe he will rule the world. He invested and early free all our in Pill Pack, Amazon's latest uh, venture. I mean, this is nuts. That is nuts. That's a good list, Allie. It's a good list. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's uh, it's Forbes, but thank you for that. Some birthdays for you: Fiona Apple, Nile from One Direction, Ben Savage, Stella McCartney, and Tyler Perry. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. As we welcome our good friend R.J. Bell to the show. Hit it, Steve. Because he's R.J. Bell. R.J. Bell. Yes, he's R.J. Bell. R.J. Bell. Every week at this time, we head out to Las Vegas for the founder of Pregame.com. R.J. Bell joins us on the line right now. How are you, sir? Listen, that contest sounds fun. Uh But but listen, we've been winning every Friday here for four years, baby. I know. I know. And now we're on Thursdays, and you had uh, week one of the NFL season, and you won again last week with a 2 and one start to your season. You were only a half a point off on that Houston and New England game, so great start to a new season. Do you do you go to bed at night after the Monday night games when all your picks are in and go, Thank God I'm not going to embarrass myself on Kevin and Bean next week. 
You know, actually, yes. And, <laughs> you know, some of that could be how you guys have been um, unsympathetic to the ebbs and flows of uh-huh. gambling. But maybe that's that high. You know, if you have a father who's extra tough on you, you got to wonder, does that, that might make your childhood not as fun, but right. does it motivate achievement? Exactly. It, it's an age-old question, but I do know I have more gray hairs now, too. So We are doing our part to keep you on your toes. All right, let's take a look at this week's picks from our... RJ, the big dog game is the Indianapolis Colts and the Washington Redskins. Now, this game is in Washington, and is this the game that everybody's talking about is going to finally break their decades-old sellout streak? Oh, well, you know, that's interesting. I hadn't really followed that as closely, but it does give you an example where the skins at home aren't as – they don't have a typical home field advantage as big as most, but I think this is the most important part. Andrew Luck's health – was uncertain coming into week one. Even though the Colts lost the game, Andrew Luck looked mighty good, and we actually bet against the Colts last week and won with that. But to me, he came out looking healthy. So thumbs up there for the Colts. On the other hand, Washington looked amazing, but the public is is just so into Washington because of how good they looked last week. This line is all the way up to six. And here's the adage in week two you always got to remember. No team is as good as they looked at their best. No team is as bad as they looked at their worst. Because of that, we're taking the Colts plus six. And refresh my memory, RJ, uh, Washington's new quarterback this year is who? Uh, Alex Smith, who That's was right. who was at Kansas, Kansas City, City right. and he controls the ball. He's very good as a game manager. His ceiling's not as high, though. Okay, best bet from R.J. Bell this week. You got Dolphins over the Jets. How come? Because we talked about overreaction. Here's a couple of factors that add to that overreaction. One is games on national TV. Well, the Jets were on Monday Night Football. The whole world were watching. Number two, if it's a big city, New York, L.A., look at the Rams. The energy around those teams when they play well is even more pronounced. And lastly, if you have a savior at quarterback like Sam Darnold, all those things have combined. It's like Jets mania off of one performance. If you would have bet this game last week, the Jets were pick them. Now the Jets are favored by three. All that adjustment in just one week. Oh, by the way, the Dolphins won last week. Just hardly anyone was paying attention. Their quarterback is back from injury. Tannehill, and I think a second game is going to be even better for him. We're taking best bet of the week, Dolphins plus three. Interesting. All right. And the big game of the week, you can't hurt me with anything you say about the Seahawks because I am fully expecting them to have a terrible season this year. I wasn't surprised to see them lose uh, last week. I'm not going to be surprised to see them lose this week. What say you against the Bears? I like Seattle here. And, you know, I'm not afraid to bet against Seattle, I promise. But I think they're better than people think. So let's kind of start there. I think Seattle's a little underrated. I wouldn't be surprised at an 8-8. Eight eight. Now, that's not great, but a lot of people are even more pessimistic than that. And they played well last week, too. But the Bears looked amazing. Again, on national TV, Sunday night football, they looked amazing for a while. At a certain point in that game, if you would have said Green Bay was going to come back and beat the Bears, you could have got 12-1 to 1 odds. It was that big of a long shot. Well, they did come back and win. 
Well, the fact is the Bears lost, but you might think, oh, everyone's down on them. No, they're more focused on how good they played early in that game to get that 20-point lead. But here's the question. What will be the emotional reaction from the Bears team to have a big win snatched away? I think there might be a little bit of a hangover because of that. And this game's on Monday Night Football, too. It's the big game. We're going to take Seattle plus three and a half. All right, so recapping, you got the Colts plus six over the Redskins, if we're still allowed to say that word. The best bet is the Dolphins plus three over the New York Jets and the Seahawks plus three and a half over the Chicago Bears. By the way, uh, we, in the interest of time, we only cover three games here on the air, but RJ covers them all on the website at pregame.com. And don't forget, he's got a podcast, which is great, called RJ Bell's Dream Preview. He and the experts on iTunes, they talk about college football, NFL episodes every week, so you can check the whole thing out. All right, good luck to you, my friend. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, RJ. Thank you. The world famous K Rock. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, yesterday was the annual uh, Apple announcement. And am I wrong, or did it used to blow your minds when Steve Jobs would come out there in his little turtleneck and unveil technology we had never seen or heard of before on that stage? Yeah, he'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, this is an iPod. And everyone would go, <gasps> and then it would change the world. Yeah, And it just seems like every year, the further and further away we get from the poor man's passing, it's less exciting. So let's find out if I'm all wrong and that they're back because our friend Ashley Escada, the senior editor of CNET, is on the line with us right now. Ashley, welcome back, my dear. Hello. Are you going to gasp for me? Wait. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You. Uh, oh my god! You, wow. You know. Uh, you know Jensen Carp. He's filling in for Kevin today. Hello. I do. Hi, Jensen. Hi, how Ashley. Are you? I'm well. How are you? I went and did Ashley's uh, show over at CNET once, and we mm-hmm. had a good time. We had a. We had a. I had a. I wore a Bone Thugs and Harmony shirt. It was great. Thank and you. we had a blast. We did. I, I, I'm a big Jensen fan. Thank you. I, I love it when our friends are friends. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yes, All yes. right. So this announcement yesterday, am I wrong that some of the luster has faded on the Apple event? Or does it, it was yesterday something for us to get excited about? You know what? I think you're absolutely right. I think yesterday was uh, perfectly whelming. It uh, wasn't overwhelming. <laughs> it wasn't underwhelming. Um, I think Apple is now a company that really plays it safe. And so that's exactly what they did yesterday. And um, to me, like whenever there is a slide in an Apple presentation that has a ton of really uh, inside baseball tech jargon and specs, 
down to, you know, really minutia type stuff. I always know like they didn't really bring anything exciting that year. Um, because there's not enough for these like big bold strokes of right. you know, here's right. this amazing thing. So yesterday uh they announced three new iPhones. And it is an S year, so it's a variant year. Uh it's not a year where they will introduce new hardware. And so the ten S or the tennis, as I say. And uh, the 10s Max um, are the two kind of higher-end phones that they announced. And then they also announced this really interesting uh, version I, that looks like it's going to be replacing the iPhone 10. Uh, if you were looking to get a cheaper uh, year-old phone, you can actually just get this new one with a lot of different colors called the iPhone 10R um, that has uh, a non-OLED screen. And it's a, it's a little bit bigger than the uh, the 10s, which is kind of weird. If you look at them in a lineup, you wouldn't think that the mid-sized phone would be the cheapest one, but it is. Um, and then they announced a couple of new Apple Watches. Uh, they made both of them bigger. So uh, if you were hoping for another 38 millimeter smaller or even smaller Apple Watch, uh, you will be disappointed. Um, and and yeah, they just it was very iterative. It's very uh-huh. iterative, and now, um, and it, it was, it's fine. You know, it's like Apple again. Apple's a really big company. I, they crossed, I believe, they crossed the valuation of a trillion dollars at one point this year. They might still be over it right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and they have to play it safe, right? So um, they're not going to be this bold, daring company that they used to be from you know twenty years ago, where they were they were making fast, uh, serious moves and uh, being kind of. A little more cutthroat about it. They, they used to, I mean, it seems like now that every year they come out with an iPhone, they just go, well, it's faster on the inside, and that's the fancy schmeck, uh, specs you're talking about, and the speakers are better, or and the camera is better. Right. But there's no, like, new breakthrough technology. But at least with the Apple Watch, I mean, it sounds like some people were getting excited about the health benefits of this with the EKG built in and whatnot, right? Yeah, so there was an interesting story a few weeks ago about a guy who had um, a, a Series 3 Apple Watch, which the the current generation until this new one launches who uh opted into a study at stanford about heart rates and ended up um, getting a message from them that said hey uh if you know this but your heart rate was irregular and he was like wow that's that's really weird like i don't I, I i not that i'm aware of i don't have an irregular heartbeat but sure enough like his apple watch um tracked this and was able to figure out that he had afib and um, and so now they they're extending this technology. Uh, I, I believe that was probably just like a test or some you know some kind of some kind of study where they were trying to also figure out like Apple was trying to figure out how to get you know to get everything um, figured out for uh, people's heart rates and and this is really exciting stuff. So for anybody who uh, you know aside from workouts, I mean, there's a lot of different use cases for this. Um, you know, you can really take a look at your heart rate and make sure that everything's going okay. And Apple is getting farther and farther into uh, the, the health industry with its health kit. Um, they are able to, you know, sign up doctors or medical groups where, you know, you can send all that data to your doctor right from your watch, like anything that's available to it, they'd be able oh, to send. Okay. So, and, by, um, by, and this EKG, yeah. by the way, is FDA approved. I mean, it's like legit technology. It's not like a, it's not like a, a parlor trick or something. So, right. It's not just a cheap parlor trick. It's, it's something that is FDA approved. Um, this process, I'm sure uh, there are a lot of obvious, you know, hurdles that Apple has to clear, like, HIPAA compliancy, they have to make sure it's private for patients. Um, they have to make sure it's secure from end to end, which it is. It's end to end encryption. 
Okay. Uh, and but but it is. I mean, obviously, the medical industry is a huge industry, and it's not one that Apple uh, or any other phone maker has really kind of cracked into in the way that the the Apple Watch is right now. Gotcha. This is the voice of our friend Ashley Skate on the phone, senior editor of CNET. I wanted to ask you one more phone question, and that is: Are companies like Samsung that seem to be pretty buzzy right now are they just matching what Apple is doing, or are they surpassing them in some ways? I think it's a little bit of both on both sides. So um, a lot of times you'll see a lot of Android users be like, oh, finally, you know, like these new iPhones have dual SIM. So you'll be able to have two, uh, two phone numbers on one device uh, if you so chose. And, uh, you know, a lot of Android users are like, oh, God, guys, like we've had that forever. And that's true. Um, but then on that same note, uh, you know, like there will be things that Apple does and then Samsung will do it. Or, you know, and so I think now like all of these flagship devices are incredible. I mean, they're all incredible devices. There is, I think this kind of war between Apple or iOS and Android is a little bit silly because it's really up to your own personal preference, but you're going to get a really good device regardless of what operating system you pick. Um, and, uh, you know, you're always going to have problems. Uh, with something like in the software on either side that like maybe you want to do and you can't. Um, I know a lot of people stay on uh, iOS because they want iMessage. That's like mm. literally the only thing keeping them there. Mm. And uh, and then there's other people who love Android because of the customization of, uh, available to them. Okay. So, so yeah, uh, I, I think they're all really great devices, and I do think they all borrow from each other at this point. Ashley, most, most important, Ashley, though. I don't have time because all I'm doing is playing the new Spider-Man game because it's that it's good. It's so good, isn't it's it? So oh, good. It's so I, good. I can't recommend it enough. PlayStation 4, the new Spider-Man game, worth it. I don't care about your new phones. That's it's all. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny, Jensen, that you would say that because yeah. the next sentence out of my mouth was going to be, Ashley, I bet you had to put down the Spider-Man game to make this phone call today. It's I, so good. Pic- I pictured her playing it for 20 hours before this call. I play it in my sleep. I actually just hold the controller and I have a I have an audio playing in my ears. <laughs> On half, on half yeah. Instead of relaxing me, it's like swing to the crime. Like that's basically that's, <laughs> that's just a great I, video I game. Yeah. All right, what time can we look for you on CNET this afternoon? Uh, you know, I have a I have a new sort of pop culture geek pop culture show on Saturday morning. So oh. for, with your Saturday morning cartoons and your hangovers, uh, you okay. can watch it. It's called Stream Economy. And we do a little deep dive on one piece of big geek pop culture news. And I think this week we're going to talk about uh, Henry Cavill potentially leaving Superman. Oh, yeah. Big story. All right. Fantastic. You can follow her on Twitter and you should add her name at Ashley Escada or at CNET if you want. AshleyEscada.com as well. We appreciate you breaking it down for us. Always a pleasure to have you on. We'll talk again soon. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. All right. Let's check in on Paul Feig. They still haven't put him on hold, though, have they? Nope. Not on hold yet. <laughs> there he and is. Yes, yes, yes. Bow. Fedra's got a penis. He's working with it. Ba, da, ba, ba, bow. <laughs> I don't want Paul Fink to be on hold and hear you talking about the biotic penis when All he right. didn't hear the story. He doesn't know what you're referring to. Ciao, ba, da, bow. He is a director and producer whose work has grossed over a billion dollars at the box office. And the most remarkable thing is... Hasn't turned him into a dick. Still the nicest man in Hollywood, <laughs> and we are always grateful to have him back on the Kevin Bean Show with the head of his new film opening tomorrow called A Simple Favor. Paul Feig, welcome back, sir. Yay. Thank you so much, and I heard every single word of that bionic penis thing, and how dare you. <laughs> so, Paul, we have so many things we want to run by you. Uh, first of all, Kevin is out today. Please say hello to Jensen Carp, who's filling in for him. Well, hello, Jensen. Oh, hello, and Paul. is that uh, my favorite person, Allie, there? Hi, Paul. How are you? 
Jensen, actually, why don't you start with your question because I'm dying to hear the answer. Well, I'm mostly interested in what you were actually thinking in the Steven Spielberg Kanye West picture that Kanye tweeted where you're making what I believe to be one of the greatest faces in Hollywood history. <laughs> I, all I'm thinking is, I wonder if I'm in this photo. <laughs> it's so great. It really is, Kanye. Very excited to meet Steven Spielberg for people who haven't seen it. Where was this photo taken, Paul? Uh, I was at the uh, the Ralph Lauren 50th anniversary uh, uh, fashion show. So that's yes. that's how cool I am. It's very cool. My, you're next my, to my friend. You're it, next to Blake Lively. It's very right cool. There. And Anna Wintour. Are you kidding me with this picture? Allie, thank you. I, I, one of my goals in life was to sit next to Anna Wintour at a fashion show, and I was one away. And if you're sitting next to Blake Lively, that basically counts. Absolutely. It's very yeah. cool. But your face is very much like, what's going on here? And I, I relate to it very much. <laughs> That's pretty much how I felt that entire time, I have to say. When Kanye comes walking past and talks to Steven Spielberg, then things have gotten really weird. Yes. Yeah. Yes. E- even for a guy like you who is used to rubbing arms with, uh, you know, rub arms, really rub shoulders, right? With <laughs> Even though you, you know, live in a celebrity-filled world, there must be times where even you, Paul Feig, sits and looks around and goes, how did I get here? What is happening in my life right now? I constantly feel that way. I'm, I'm a kid from from who grew up right outside of Detroit, you know. And suddenly, I get into these situations, and I, I never, I never am really comfortable in them because I'm always convinced they're going to throw me out, uh, you know. <laughs> so, so I just feel like an interloper, sort of. All right, now here's the question I've been dying to ask you, and I, I hate to put you on the spot, but I have heard a rumor. And I want to hear it right from the horse's mouth. I need you to confirm or deny. Is it true, Paul Feig, that recently it was so hot in Southern California that you did not wear a three-piece suit one day and, in fact, only wore a two-piece suit? <gasps> Paul. Jeez. <laughs> Who told you that? Who told you that? It must die. Um, yes, uh, it is true. <laughs> I, I did shed my vest uh, once. Uh, but, Whoa. Uh, I mean, but it was... I know, I know. Don't don't let this news out. Um, but but it was a double-breasted uh, jacket I wore, so technically it's kind of a two and a half piece. Dude, is there is there ever a day where you wake up and go, "F it, I'm just going to wear shorts and a t-shirt and some Converse's like everybody else in the world. I cannot get dressed up again today." Good lord, no, I can't. I I, I can't physically do it. <laughs> my body rejects it. I love it. You know it why? So much. You know why, my friend Bean? It's because yeah. I look terrible when I dress like that. Oh, I don't think so. I think Paul Feig would look great in a no fear shirt and some jams <laughs> <laughs> and some sandals, right? And a prediction hat. Yeah, going to like a Jimmy oh, Buffett concert. Cool. Never, never, Paul. Yeah. Hey, uh, Paul, let me ask you <laughs> about my kryptonite. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you about a simple favor because when I heard that you were doing a movie with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively as the leads. I was in from there. Then when I found out it was like a psychological thriller. Awesome. But I have heard from so many people and you even tweeted someone that saw it that said it's so unapologetically funny. I thought, oh, thank God, because those two are hysterical women and not a lot of people know how funny Blake Lively is. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, they are so funny, and, and it really, you know, look, it's a thriller first and foremost, mm-hmm. but, but I love the old Hitchcock thrillers where they were, you know, everything was suspenseful and exciting, but you also, you laughed a lot because right. there, it had a... It had a sense of humor about about itself. Because, you know, thrillers, sort of by their nature, are kind of absurd mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And it's such extreme characters that, you know, it's really fun to just have Anna and Blake 
you know, play play it real, but play it very extreme so that you really just, you know, there's lots of laughs and you jump out of your seat a bunch. Amazing. Would you say this is uh, this is different from any movie you've ever directed before, Paul? Yeah, I, I would say that, although, I mean, honestly, all my movies are, you know, they're genre films, basically. You know, a wedding movie, a buddy cop movie, a spy movie, a fantasy sci-fi thing. And I've always loved thrillers. And, you know, but, but again, I, I would never make a movie that I couldn't have humor in. And so... It, in some ways, it's kind of like like Spy, but um, but a little darker than Spy was, and, and a little more intense. We are talking to director and producer Paul Feig. The movie is called A Simple Favor. It opens in theaters everywhere tomorrow. Again, as uh, Ali mentioned, uh, Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively are in the movie. I have uh, been very uh, vocal, Paul, on the air since Crazy Rich Asians came out about my uh, man crush on Henry Golding. Uh, he is yes. a, a, beauti- a beautiful man, and uh, please give yep. me g- give me an idea of what it was like to spend that time with him on set. Yeah, please let Bean know what he smells like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Bean, if you meet him, you are going to fall even d- more deeply in love. He is one of the greatest guys. You know, I had I had wanted you know when I was casting the movie, um, I knew that John Chu had just dis- like discovered him from you know out of out of thousands of candidates, and so I called up John and was like. You know, can he act? And John's like, he said, he's the greatest. You know, but it, I hadn't seen anything because they only finished shooting Crazy Rich Asians like two weeks before. Mm-hmm. But I met with Henry, and he's just, he's so great. And, and he's, he's literally the nicest guy you've ever met. And, he, and he's easy on the eyes, as you know. That's awesome. It's so cool when a guy, and, I, and, I, and this reminds me of when Oscar Isaac burst onto the scene where you see him, and the first thing you see him in, and you go, oh, my God, a movie star has just arrived. Yes. This is somebody who's going to be around for a long time. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you know, he to have the confidence to, to be, you know, one of his first days on set, he has to be kissing Blake Lively and looking really comfortable and cool at it. And, it, you know, it, I don't have that kind of confidence, I'll tell you that much. In his second role ever. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm mostly excited, yeah. Paul, reuniting with Linda Cardellini. Yes. Like, yes. that's going to be, I'm yes. stoked on that alone. Is that the first time oh. you guys have worked together since, or you've used her in other things, correct, since Freaks and Geeks? No, no, it's, oh, wow. been, it's been 17 years since we worked together because she's been so busy working, you know, doing all the amazing work that she does. Yeah. And, uh, but what a joy. I mean, we just, it was, uh, it, it was the nicest thing in the world. We got to go like the night before to have dinner and just catching up. And she is one of the most lovely people in the world. Ah, we can't wait to see the film. Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, Henry Golding, uh, Andrew Rennell's, uh Linda Cardellini, Gene Smart is in it, Rupert Friend is in it. Great cast, as you always do. And the movie looks really, really fun. See, the, the biggest thing about movie i want everybody to realize this movie was made strictly for you to have fun at the theater it's really fun it's it's scary it's tense but it's really just a fun joyride that really exists only to entertain you so i think it's the perfect date night movie you i guarantee i guarantee you will have a great time when you see this movie and if we, not he'll wear uh like a no fear shirt or like a big <laughs> uh, like a big dog's polo yeah, that's right <laughs> here you, you heard it yeah you hear right here if you don't like this movie then i will wear uh shorts and uh <laughs> A tank top. Okay. And, uh, and, like a hat, and a hat that says, like, vape shop, Tarzana, California, or something. <laughs> exactly. All right, Paul, you are, a del- you are a delight as always. We uh, we know how busy you are. We always appreciate when you carve out some time for the Kevin Bean Show. Thanks for coming on, man. You guys are the best. Thanks so much. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. You guys ready to talk to Dr. Drew? Yes. Dr. Drew Pinsky. That was an <laughs> underwhelming response. 
Dr. Drew Pitsky. What's going on? Uh, there he is. There's our man. Hey, uh, I don't know if uh, Christine told you in the other room, but uh, Kevin is out today. Our friend Jensen yeah. Karp is filling in. If you hello. Want to say hello. Welcome well, back. Welcome back to me. Hey now. Welcome back to me. So, Drew, um, actually, it was Jensen who suggested this topic because, you know, he's our hip-hop correspondent here on the program. And mm-hmm. he really was sweating it a few days ago when it looked like uh, we might lose the legend himself, Vanilla Ice. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it when my hero gets sick. Yeah, sure. So, wow. I, so Ice was on that plane, on that Emirates flight that was uh, coming into New York, I guess. And something like 100 people got sick. Uh, including some crew members complaining of illness, coughing, fevers, and I guess it was just some sort of crazy flu or something that was going around. And it started to think, first of all, do you know anything more about that uh, story than what I've just uh, thumbnailed here? Yeah, I think that's about all we got so far. I do know that the plane was quarantined for a bit and the CDC did go in and try to figure it out, but I don't know that there's any data yet. But it really is an interesting phenomenon. And then there were two subsequent planes where there were some minor or smaller outbreaks and no one knows yet whether it was associated with the same thing. But, um, yeah, it's scary, isn't it? it? It is. And the reason we thought it might be an interesting topic for you is, I mean, you are a doctor who knows how people get sick. Why doesn't this happen on every flight if what I'm led to believe is they were all breathing recirculated air on a plane? So if a guy in row 17 has a, has the flu, why doesn't everybody else on the plane get it? Because eventually his, you know, his molecules are going to get into our noses. It is a great question, and and I'm going to put it aside for a second because to some extent that does happen, but the majority of viruses are actually transmitted through direct contact. So the the reason people typically get off a plane and then get sick is because they're touching all those surfaces, the screen in front of us, the seats, the seat cushion behind our head. These are where the viruses tend to accumulate. And that's why we make, my family and I make an absolute uh, policy of bringing Clorox wipes and wiping everything down before we sit down on the plane. We look like idiots, like some sort of, you know, like Thurston Howell's coming in to sit down on the chair. But but it's just, it does do a lot to help protect against these viral illnesses. So okay. basically, because I see a plane as just like taking a, a paper bag, breathing into it, and then passing it to my friend who breathes into it as well. But you're saying that's right. not that's not as crazy as us touching the same screen. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and there's some famous studies way back where they sort of looked at people in rooms with viruses and to, to sort of analyze how the virus was spread. And the main means, one of the most efficient ways of spreading a virus, an breast infection particularly, was playing cards together. If you all played cards, everybody got it. In other oh. words, you're touching surfaces that, that then you then touch and then you wipe your nose or put, you know, put your finger in your eye then that's it. You've got it. And it's highly contagious that way. So, and Clorox is about the only thing you can do to really denature all these viruses. So all the other so-called disinfectants are good for bacteria, but not for the viruses, which is why you have to use the Clorox. I don't know, Drew. You sound like you work for Big Solitaire. (laughs) 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 Also, like, yeah, the Clorox division. Right? There is is stuff passed through recirculated air and sort of uh, my experience has been things like there's a believe it or not there's an a bronchial uh pathogen that is a chlamydia but it's not Whoa. the chlamydia you get from stds but it's a chlamydia and a, another one called a mycoplasma which are sort of between a virus and a bacteria but these do tend to be circulated in the air now and they can be kind of rapidly contagious as can certain pneumonias 
So that that I suspect is what we're going to find in this uh, Emirates flight. Honey, I got chlamydia from the plane. <laughs> right? I told you that. Get off my back. Vanilla ice. Me and Vanilla ice got chlamydia from a flight. Stop now, bothering me. You may not uh, know the answer to this, Dr. Drew. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I'm just curious. Could the airlines do more to put fresh air into the system than they do, and for some reason they don't because of the expense? Uh, not that I am aware of. You're asking okay. a very technical question. I yeah, know they I know. Go to, they, they do filter the air, and, and there's sort of new means of filtration. I don't know whether they're mobilizing some of those. Uh, the old filtration systems have been around for decades, and I don't know which they're using. It's a great question, and it probably wouldn't cost them that much, but I'm also not sure it would do that much. So it's a, it's a question that, I'm certain they're asking themselves. I'm sure of it. And believe me, if, if this ends up being something that's through the circulatory system of the of the air in the plane, that it turns out to be that, and there is something to be done, I, I believe the CDC will be on about that. So if there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it type of situation? Sweet Jesus. Yo, I mean, yo, I'll solve it? That it's was a, a vanilla, a vanilla ice, ice reference. De- definitely. Oh. Can we pull the clip now? Yeah. Get it out of the way. Right. I'm sorry I had to hear that, Drew. I really sorry am. Sorry about that. I'm the sorry we all doctor. had to hear it. The man's a doctor. <laughs> I'm just saying. He didn't go to medical school to put up with your BS. Yeah, same with right. Dr. Dre. He also is <laughs> right. a doctor. Last I mean, question, Dr. Drew, and I know you're going to get furious at me for asking this because we've covered it before, but tell me I'm wrong. If I'm getting ready to get on a flight to New York and I down a whole bunch of emergency or vitamin C or something like that, that's going to ward off my chances of getting sick on that plane. Please tell me yes. No. However, however, listen to this. Listen to this. Let me, uh, let me really screw everybody up. This crazy new diet that I've discussed on the Here we go. Here we go. I swear to God, I it has done something to my immune system. I normally get recurrent upper respiratory infections. I've had zero since I started this thing. So I'll continue to monitor that. But there are things, obviously, in terms of sleep and diet, we can do to buttress our immune system. And let me just sort of put it all under adequate sleep and lots of protein. Seems to be good things. I'm imagining this weird world where Dr. Drew is turning himself into the fly like at home, and he's like, now I don't get sick anymore. <laughs> I'm saying, I, I don't get sick. So much meat, I have so much pus and stuff, but I mean, honestly, I don't get sick, and I can fly wherever I want. I don't know if you know, Jensen, he's only eating caribou meat now. That's where Dr. Drew's at right now. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, drdrew.com is the website, of course, for all the great podcasts he does. You can hear him live on the radio, Monday through Friday, noon till 3 on 790K ABC, and get a physician now in the comfort of your own home by downloading the Heal app at the App Store or Google Play. Great chat, Doc. We appreciate you. We'll do it again next time. Thank you, guys. The Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous K-Rock. Allie is here with our final look at what's happening on a Thursday morning Kevin and Bean Show. Completely unrelated. Uh, Ralph Lawler is entering his 40th season as the voice of the Clippers. Oh, my! Bingo! He announced yesterday his plan to retire following the conclusion of this season. The right time to do it if you're a Clippers fan. Now, you are a Clippers fan, correct? I am, I am. Yeah. Or as Dave calls them, the Clappers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I mean, listen, it would be just as successful if we called ourselves the Clappers. Expectations for the upcoming season are lower than usual, I understand. About an inch from the floor, yeah. Okay. Uh, we are not looking good. And now we'll do it in the last season with uh, Ralph Lawler. It's the yeah. law. It's the law. <laughs> Me, oh my. Bingo. I always feel bad for those uh, announcers like uh, the late, great uh, Dave Niehaus, who was for 
40 years, the uh, voice of the Seattle Mariners, that never get to win. They never get to call one. Yeah, you know he, what I mean? Never he, get to call a championship. Yeah, he's had 10 playoff uh, runs in 38 year, 39 years. It's insane. That's terrible. Well, we're going to miss Ralph. He is a, uh, a Hall of Famer for a reason. He is terrific. But uh, congratulations on a wonderful career. I did once hear him. He has to say bingo after three-pointers because mm-hmm. that's his catchphrase. And I did hear him once. Uh, he was like, uh, we want to wish a uh, speedy recovery to our producer, Jane's husband, Jeff. He has stage three cancer. Bingo! Uh, oh, we no. wish him all the best. Uh, we make, oh. hope he makes it out. <laughs> no, sorry. Awesome. It was the best. He's a real legend. Yeah. God bless him. Well, sad news there. Uh, Can I interest you in some happy news with new Mariah Carey? Uh, I would listen to that, yeah. All right. I'd give it a shot. I'm not a huge fan of Mariah's, but Mm -hmm. obviously you can't deny her talent. Yeah. Uh, Me and Mariah go back like babies with uh, Pacifier. Pacifier, just one? Pacifier. Oh, fire. Old dirt <laughs> dog, oh, dog no liar. Oh, Keep your fantasy hot like fire. Oh, jump, jump. All right, all right. Sorry, I apologize. Here's the thing. Mariah posted new music today. The track is called GTFO, which we all know means get the F out. Mm. It's odd. Um, it's produced by regular Drake collaborator, 1985. He's very good. And it's a sneak peek of what you can expect from her upcoming album, which is set to be released later this year. Yeah. It was a, a little bit uh, clip there, but it, it, it was, was very concerning. Technically, technically yeah. edited. It's technically edited. There's a, a lot of processing on that voice. Yeah, that doesn't sound like Mariah at all. It sounds like me. Is it sounds she, like Minnie Mouse. Is yeah. this a song about Nick Cannon, or oh, what do we think? That's harsh. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But that's that's new I, Mariah. I will say, Mariah Carey, about this last year, came out and said she was bipolar. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a step in the right direction for Mariah Carey. Also, for the mental health uh, community, to hear someone admit it. And I think, I thought that was a nice turn mm-hmm. of events for her. But I, I, I don't know if that song is going to jam for me. But I do like R&B, as we all know. We all do know. But I don't think that was mine. Yeah, that it's not the greatest thing I've heard from Mariah, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, this is fantastic news if you um, like to sit in your house and have things come to you. Go on. Amazon Prime will start selling Christmas trees to its customers during this upcoming holiday season. They've previously done live Christmas trees, but they were three feet and under. These are full-size trees, you guys. Hmm. So trees, wreaths, garlands will all go on sale from November, and they'll be sent 10 days after being cut down. So... They're saying a Fraser fir will run you about 115 bucks for a seven-footer. First of all, uh, UPS guys all over America having heart attacks. Right. Um, <laughs> second of all, Allie, mm-hmm. you don't do a live tree, right? No, I have uh, three fake trees. But now that you can have a live tree mm-hmm. without the hassle of going down to a lot and cutting it and putting it on your car and driving it home and stuff, it can just show up at your door. Would you consider it? Um, I start decorating the second week in November, and I leave it up until the... Um, 
April. Well, the, April. the epiphany. Um, so here's the thing. No, it would be dead by Thanksgiving, and no okay. one wants that. No, I, I like I like a fully decorated house for at least a month and a half. So I'm out. But I do order these candles on Amazon that are called Fraser Fur, and they smell so much like a tree that when people come into my house, they're like, "Your tree smells so good." I'm like, "I know, <laughs> it's plastic." Oh, you live in it. I have a, a Christmas tree lot, believe it or not, blo- a few blocks from the Mississippi River, mm-hmm. uh, and they are fantastic. Even though the trees come from Wisconsin, they ship them all the way down to Louisiana, and they are beautiful. Well, and I am so excited about my Christmas tree every year. Related. It's great news about Amazon, but I still get my menorahs delivered by Uber. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I do like a courier service. I, uh-huh. I use the app, and I mm-hmm. say, pick me up a menorah, and every right. Hanukkah they bring it. It's live. And it's, happy Rosh Hashanah to you. Menorah. Thank you. Yeah, it's a live menorah. Okay. It's lit by the time they, they oh, that's bring weird. it. Yeah. Well, just the first night. No, no, they light for the delivery, all of them, okay. to make sure it's working. Okay. And then I, and then I d- d- diffuse it, this and is, then I start it back over. This is awkward. Long it's like bit. a lot of work. Yeah, also a long bit I went with. But yeah, <laughs> both of those things. But either way, it's, I'm happy for your Christmas tree. Um, this is this is weird news, um, but in light of Mac Miller's death of an apparent drug overdose, rapper Bow Wow got very candid with his struggles with drug abuse. He said he was addicted to lean. That's the combination Cough, medicine of and Sprite codeine and, yeah. and soda. Yeah. Is this um, my Sizerp? It is it your Sizerp. Um, it reached a peak while he was recording Face Off with Omarion. And he talks about how he was Did you high hear that, that album? whole time. Did you hear that album? It makes yeah, sense. I would too. I would yeah. have gotten addicted. Yeah. He said even when he was at the BET Awards, he was high on lean. So he said eventually his addiction caused him to land in the hospital. He was drinking it every single day. Mm. That's That's insane. Mac Miller had admitted to an addiction to it as well, to lean. Really? Back in the day, yeah. It's not a good drug. Mm-mm. We've lost rappers because of it. Pimp C, it's, I mean, it's come up before where people, uh, DJ Screw, mm-hmm. who just die from using lean. Cough who medicine was it that soda. kept having seizures? Well, and I mean, Lil, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Lil yeah. Wayne? And also Rick Ross has a lot of seizures too. So it's, it's a, it, they don't know if it's that for sure, but it's, I mean, it's a, it's a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not no. good. No, no, no. Bean took it once. Um... Before a show. But not with Sprite. I don't know. Did you add Sprite to it or was it just the cough syrup? No, it was just the straight up codeine cough syrup or whatever yeah. it was. It wasn't it wasn't the rapper's syrup. Mm-hmm. It was the white people's syrup. But yeah. I'm telling you, I, I loved it. Yeah. Were you a good rapper? <laughs> I never tried. Oh. The, sh- the show got weirder um, as it went on and mm-hmm. we kept calling him Sizzurt Bean. Right. Yeah. He was he was off his rocker. I was very high. Well, yeah. I-, I like the idea that you just become like the mm-hmm. Carter Five. Like you just are the- a better <laughs> little Wayne just because you've taken white people syrup. Uh, maybe you'll try it next time. <laughs> yeah, well, I enjoyed it. I'll tell you what. But uh, you got to be careful with that stuff for sure. As, yeah. uh, as Bow Wow has just reminded us. It's nice. We just talked about uh, death and then how it put him in the hospital. And Bean's like, I loved my time on the (laughs) scissor. You know what? I survived, loved it. Good God. We're horrible. Some birthdays for you. Tyler Perry, Stella McCartney, Ben Savage, Niall Horan. It's just, I never feel like I'm saying his name right. It's It's, Niall Horan. It's just, it's not a good name, right? Niall Horn. It sounds like a spell you would put on someone in Magic the Gathering. Right. I give you Niall Horn. Exactly. And Fiona Apple. That's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. And thank you, Jensen. Thank you. 
On your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. It's a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers tomorrow. Big show, Jensen, close personal friend of yours, That's Paul right. Shear, will be here. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. He was at your bachelor party. He was, so you will have some questions answered. Oh, yes, awesome. about the world's nerdiest good. bachelor party. Because Jensen tried to make it sound like they all had a good time. Paul's going to tell us otherwise. Mm. Also, Allie, we're going to talk about American Vandals on the show tomorrow. Bean seems thrilled. This is the show Listen. where the first season was they were trying to track down who was drawing penises all over yes. the school, yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's the plot line this time around? This one, somebody taints the lemonade, and the whole school gets the runs. But when okay. I say gets the runs, I mean, people weren't making it to the bathroom. They're just leaning up against lockers. They're grabbing trash cans. It is... It's a lot. It's written by Aaron Sorkin, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, need we need this. Uh, yes, we do. All right, the Dan's who created that are going to be joining us uh, in studio tomorrow on the Kevin and Bean Show. Also, we uh, didn't have time for it today, but animal stories on the program tomorrow. We got a new batch of Cheers with beer mug and. We're going to try to figure out, I think there's an office pool going on on how long it's been since Allie's parents have had sex. No, no, no. So we'll get into that a little bit. Somebody's going to make some money when we call them. That's tomorrow right here on K-Rock. Oh, my God. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. That's a real noise. Jensen's never heard it. Did you just just choke a cat? No, I'm sorry. That was that's unbelievable. That's how and you I wonder how they're the longest-running radio show in Los Angeles. <laughs> then you hear something like that, and you go, oh, clearly, that's why. Obviously. Unbelievable. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.